This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. You know, we did say it's a football Friday, but it could be the uh, last football Friday. In fact, I'm going to say it right now. It is the last football Friday uh, as far as a home game goes for Ben Roethlisberger uh, as the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, will be taking on the Cleveland Browns coming up on Monday night. And Ben Roethlisberger spoke with the media on Thursday about his status and how he views this being possibly his final home game at Heinz Field. I don't ever speak in definites or guarantees. That's just not what I've ever done or, or who I am. But, you know, looking at the bigger picture, I would say that all signs are pointing to this This could be it. I've been so blessed to play in front of the best fans in all the sports at the best venue. And what better way to have a last regular season potential game than Monday Night Football against a division opponent? You know, it's just, it's just special. So I, I got a lot of focus on still for this year in this game. Um, and that, that's got to be it right now. And the only thing standing in his way from a fairy tale ending is uh, Brady Quinn's Cleveland Browns, who can ruin That's it right, all. Baby. Just ruin That's it all right. on I, national television. Hey, you know what? And I wish I was there to start and play and spoil <laughs> this for Ben Roethlisberger. I swear to you, I, we were knocked out of the playoffs the one year we beat him on Thursday night, and it was one of the greatest feelings ever. Just to be from, just to be from Columbus, growing up a Browns fan, knowing that you could spoil the postseason for some Steelers, it was the greatest thing ever. I, I, I could imagine that that's a great feeling. Um, and, and, you know, to the point of it being a rivalry game, um, so to speak, for this to be uh, potentially Ben's last game, I think that they're going to go into the game with that type of energy as well. I mean, you know, you can make this a better season by having a better season, you know, if, if you're really looking at it. I mean, it's it's coming down to the wire for for both teams to be able to make it into into the playoffs. And, you know, this does put a little bit more at stake uh, it, depending on how much you know these guys care about Ben Roethlisberger, and I would I would assume that that these guys have an affinity, a healthy affinity for him, or he probably wouldn't have been back for this last season. So, uh, you know, when you look at it, I think it makes for a, a super entertaining game to watch yeah. because uh, obviously the playoffs are are at you know on stake on, online, but. But the, the the actual meaning of this game, this could be the greatest quarterback. I mean, am, am, I, am I out of term if I say this could be the last home game of the greatest quarterback? Not, not just a Hall of Fame quarterback or a really good quarterback for this franchise. He's probably the greatest quarterback to ever play for the franchise. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the crime is in all this? Is a lot of people who are watching Ben now – aren't going to have any idea, like especially the younger generation. And it's crazy because it's not like Ben's that old. I mean, he's really not that old, yet they'll not, they're not going to remember what he was like when he first came to the league. Like a lot of those kids, those formative years where you get through your, like, your junior high, high school years, where you really start watching football, paying attention. Like those years, I mean, it hasn't been quite the same for him, Ben, of late. Whereas if you looked earlier – he was so much fun to watch. The way he would be able to shrug off defenders in the pocket, make big throws downfield, kind of scramble around. He, he really did have a, a, a style to him in a way and manner in which he played that, like, 
kind of combined just playing the game and a little bit of backyard football to it and just made it fun. And you, you kind of forget about those days like chucking balls downfield with, um, you know, Mike Wallace and well, I guess Heinz Ward, Antonio Holmes, like all the guys mm-hmm. when he first got there, you forget about some of that. He probably has – one of the most legendary throws in Super Bowl history. Oh, God. To San Antonio. I mean, there's no more clutch throw than that one. I mean, that's, that's about it, man. I mean, that's, yeah. it's almost a walk-off. I mean, he, near, he nearly ruined American underdog. I mean, uh, just mm. with that throw. It's terrible what he did to Kurt Warner there. Just awful with the Arizona I don't know, but he nearly <laughs> did. I mean, I, I, mean, I think you know. that movie might, uh, well, yeah. I'm not really I mean, sure. It, you know. I'm not really sure about. Uh, can you be an underdog if you're born like six foot four, <laughs> two forty? Yeah, like, aren't true. you already blessed yeah. with an advantage in life if you're built? Like, if you're born bigger than people? There, there's a reason Peter Dinklage wasn't the lead actor in that movie. You know, like mm. it's uh, it's not not exactly the most uh, you know heartwarming. And, and, I, and I could tale. be off, by the way. I mean, Warner might only be like six foot two, two fifteen. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah he, but, uh, it's it's all right though. We get what you're saying. You know, he did have some physical tools we'll, we'll say that do you remember Absolutely. when ben roethlisberger uh was announced as the starter and i think tommy maddox was injured if i'm not mistaken the old xfl and, quarterback, yeah the old xfl maddox? mvp right. tommy maddox I was sure yeah. you want to uh, know how tommy maddox got into that 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 starting position how so you know i got nicknamed the quarterback killer i know some people think warren <laughs> Sapp is but i actually got the nickname because i was really <laughs> killing quarterbacks and and that that preseason of Cordell Stewart's last last year there, and you can ask anybody who was on this team. It was a preseason game, and my cousin, uh, he was fighting cancer at the time, since passed away, um, was on the sideline. I had him with jersey on and everything from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's my team. Like you said, you'd love to ruin the game for them, being a Cleveland uh, player and being from Ohio. So being from Pittsburgh – you play against Pittsburgh, I wanted to destroy them, like dog them. And we're playing against them, and Cordell right out the gate does a naked boot and thinks that he can get the corner because he's slash. And if you know slash, you know, generally speaking, he's going to get the corner, get about 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 yards because he's faster than everybody and get out of bounds and, and, you know, you keep going. Well, he does this, this naked boot, and he does the naked boot to my side. And he wasn't going to make it because he wasn't going to be faster than me. And and I, I did the whole, you know, I told you guys how you, you get a hold of him, you, you, you slam him down, and that's how you get him, right? So I get him on the sideline, I get him, I slam him, he hits his head off the ground, I jump up, I look at him, he tries to jump up, he goes back down. Cordell Stewart was never the same player after that play, and they ended up having to bench him. For Tommy Maddox. There you go. Fast forward. Tommy Maddox is starting. And then you remember when Tommy Maddox was starting and didn't start. And then Ben Roethlisberger got his opportunity. So, indirectly, this Pittsburgh kid is actually kind of responsible for the Super Bowl that they got with Ben Roethlisberger. Look at you. Thank God yeah. I got in the league Dang. after you did, man. I mean, you would have made my career shorter <laughs> than it already say. was. My I, God. I, I mean, I was, I, was try, I was trying to tear quarterbacks. Uh, you know, it was, it was running backs too, but it yeah. was different. It was different because running backs knew it. Quarterbacks is not so much because it's not like we're looking at each other like, all right, he's going to hit me ten times today. All right, we're, all right, all right. I need to know. segue then and ask you something. Because right, look, and I don't want to get too long winded because I know we've we got to take a break and the clock and all that stuff. 
Bart Scott said something this past week about now there's going to be a bounty on Joe Burrow, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. the, the hit is I out. I saw that. that right, right. Why? Well, because of the way they played the past two games against them and, and what they did this most recent one, and that, like, Baltimore's not going to forget that. Defenses won't forget that. But in particular, Baltimore. And, and I just look at it and go, ah, this league's different now, bro. Like, it ain't when you guys used to play. And, it, and you can kind of tell and feel that. Like, and I'll be honest with you, it wasn't even that I felt like defenders took that approach where, like, there were certain unwritten rules that were going to be enforced. The officials took that approach. Like, you mm-hmm. weren't getting the same calls as a quarterback if you weren't Tom Brady mm-hmm. as far as late hits and all that stuff or the way they hit you. I mean, it wasn't the same. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see this NFL being anywhere close to what it was back when Bart Scott played or when you played. But tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're, you're not. I mean, God, here's the thing, right? If, if say, like, let's use me and you as an example. If, if I saw you off the field, I'd be like, man, that's, that's freaking Brady Quinn. Like, dang, like, that's Brady. On the field, it's like, I'm going to effing rip your head off of your neck, off of your shoulders, and I'm going to hand it to you and say, here's your head back, bro. But yeah. after the game, I'd be like, man, you okay? How's your head? Can, can yeah. anybody help What's you up, put that bro? back on? Yeah, right? I, I just I think everybody loves each other these days. Like social media, everybody's oh. hanging out with one another. Everybody's- no, you know what it is? Kids stop fighting. Hmm. Kids stop. Remember when you used to get an argument when you were young with your buddy? And you then it eventually thought. goes. You fight a little bit. But what and happens after okay. the fight? Yeah, you're okay. Good. You hug it They're out. Like, all right, we got it out. We figured yeah. it out. You got know. it out of your system. You got yeah. it out of your system. Jonas wouldn't know anything about anymore. that. Oh, but, hey, I got my ass beat by my nah, brothers Jonas my would. entire life. Trust my me, entire Jonas life. I, I got hit <laughs> over the brothers. Yeah. I, I, got, I got a shovel taken to my face in the street in front of my house. Swear to God on that. By a sibling. That's a true story. See, here's the thing is, Jonas and I had these talks. Trust me. He's been through many of those. He's been through talked about that's because that's i think has played a relationship to sports we're like you don't you don't so to that point like you don't see that anymore where guys you know really get in fights and can be cool afterwards it just doesn't happen it's almost like you're watching a movie and kids are like i'd never do that or yeah i'd I'd do something like that but then the bar scene actually happens in real life and the kid just looks down at his phone starts tweeting starts (laughs) talking trash on social media we lived in a barbaric very chaotic time in terms of i think i liked it better how manhood was defined and you know the physicality of of went into daily living and you know whether you were strong tough or if you were soft like that stuff actually really mattered you know and it it doesn't it doesn't really matter like you're you're able to express yourself in so many different ways the parameters have been pushed so far out um and sometimes it's so far out now that it's kind of kind of hard to comprehend it because you you're like all right well what are you going for here you know, if you know what I mean. And and the idea of it is, is that they're just, you know, kids these days express themselves artistically through so many different ways and forms and fashions that it's just, you know, it's it's definitely a different interpretation of how the world around us works. I mean, so. well, you know, back in the day, it was, uh, you know, fight breaks out, grab the nearest bar stool. Now it's, uh, you know, grab a phone, make a TikTok video, uh, get it on camera. So so in case you can uh, file a complaint against somebody, it's, uh, you know, the game has changed. Um, by the way, are we all in agreement? This is it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger never plays after this season. Or do you think he's actually going to give it a go? <sighs> I think, I think this try. is it. But I'll say this. I think it would be appropriate to – 
if he beats Cleveland only because he's an Ohio guy, man. He's from Finley. And that's the team that passed up on him. I'm sure he would have loved to have gone there initially and been their quarterback forever. So I think that it happens to be Monday night, that happens to be this team is extra meaningful for him in, in what I think will be his last game. It's uh, I think it'll be his last game as a Steeler. I just don't know if it, it might Steeler. forcefully or no 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 choice be his last game as a pro. Yeah, you know, it'll but be. Uh, I think he might want to try though. It's going to be fun to watch, but at least you get a little mini farewell tour if this is it. You know, make sure to get that out of the <laughs> Something way. Something like that. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here's the uh, the situation that went down. Um, Colin Cowherd, uh, Fox Sports Radio uh, brethren here. You can hear him uh, 9 to noon uh, Pacific time, noon to 3 Eastern time here on uh, many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Uh, he sent out a tweet uh, that said uh, the following, quote, Oklahoma fans don't quite get it. You do realize if it pisses you off a coach left, that's because he was good. Gator fans celebrated Ron Zook leaving. Wolverine fans uh, celebrated similarly with Brady Hoke. And stop with the it's how he left BS. Great athletes, head coaches always leave on their terms. End tweet. To which Brady Quinn replied, yeah, we'll get into that tomorrow on the show. So the yeah. floor is yours, uh, Brady Quinn. Uh, the, and I'm assuming you took issue with the uh, tweet by Colin Coward. Well, I take issue with this for a number of reasons. One, because it's really solely based around his opinion. It's just his opinion. And, and he's talking down to Oklahoma fans like they can't have their opinion or their side in all of this. And, and, and let me just take you to a couple examples. LeBron James. Same class in high school as LeBron James. We actually tried to get him to come down to the U.S. Army All-American game, as dumb as that sounds, right, to play in it in San Antonio, Texas, when I was a senior in high school because we wanted him to try to come down and be our wide receiver, right? He was that good an athlete, didn't even play his senior year high school football. Only last year he played was junior year, and we were still trying to recruit him to come down and play because he was that good at, at football too. And obviously, he decided not to come. I think we even brought on like one of his high school teammates just to see if, just to see if he would he would still come down at least show up at the game. So, I've I had known LeBron a little bit from that, but obviously, when I got drafted to Cleveland, had the chance to meet him, be around that crew a little bit for the few years I was there, and obviously watched him throughout his entire career. Have always been a fan of him. When he decided to leave Cleveland, the first time. To me, it was never something that I was like emotionally attached to or didn't understand the reasons as to why he was leaving. When he left, it was like pouring gasoline on the fire because of how he did it, because of how he left. Like, do you remember the decision? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember like what he was actually doing at the decision that day? He's raising money for charity. Exactly. Yeah. But is that what anyone remembers from that day? No. No. They remember him going on national television in Akron, Ohio, which is close proximity to Cleveland, and telling everyone. And even the way he said it. Yeah, it was the way It wasn't that he said he was going to go to the Miami Heat and try to win a championships or go with the legendary Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade and these other guys. He said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Like that, that, I mean, that could be, you can take that out of context wherever you want in whatever industry you want. Right. But it was the way he said it. 
It was the way he did it. It made him infamous for a long time. But that was what infuriated fans. That's what made it visceral. That's what made them upset about how he left. It wasn't that he left. There was a lot of people who understood that Dan Gilbert is not a good owner. Or they, or they felt like he wasn't a good owner at that time and didn't do enough to help surround LeBron to give him what he needed to win a championship. You know, I went to that game four that when they got swept in the finals and, and took my dad and, and watched that firsthand. And, and you all collectively, and sitting around people talking about it, you're like, he needs help, he needs more. This isn't enough to help him win a championship. And a lot of people were understanding of that, especially Cleveland Cavaliers fans. And, and now the second time, that might be a little bit different story. But the reality is, it wasn't that he left. It was how he left. Because that's all we remember is how he left and how he chose to. Even though he was trying to do it for a great cause, it was the decision. And that's just one example, right? Tom Brady. Did Tom Brady leave the New England Patriots? I mean, there wasn't like there was a ton of people who were sitting there and burning jerseys and so forth. And why? Because of how he left. He did it in a classy manner. And granted, he had a ton of success there, so what are you going to say at that point in time? But also, there was a way in which he went about doing it that it didn't ruffle the feathers of fans. People, people realized at that point in time, hey, this, this thing's come to its end. But they both did it in classy ways that allowed him to separate and move on. And so there wasn't this like outrage about all of it. And so look, if, if Lincoln Riley or any other coach you want to put into that during the college football coaching cycle, if they wanted to leave, is it going to sting? Sure. But the reality is, like, to sit there and talk down to fan bases and act like you're some omnipotent being when you're really just giving your opinion. Because the reality is, if they had handled it a little bit different and not done it over a 24-hour period and not felt like you know, they needed to, to do it a certain way, it would feel different. No different than the difference between LeBron and Tom and how both those guys ended up leaving to go other places. It's how they left. That's what, I mean, it's no different than a relationship. When you get a bad breakup, I mean, at some point, relationships end. When you have a bad breakup, you're much less in tune to ever talk to that person ever again. It's probably more scarring. It's probably something you remember. When it's more amicable, you end up kind of walking away going, oh, if I see them again, I'd say hello, or maybe we catch up down the road or something like that. Maybe if we work in the same you know, business or industry, we'd you know, maybe you know, help kind of share some business here or there, something like that. But it, to me, it's always how it ends. It's always how you left. Because when you don't do it the right way, that's when you get that sort of emotion from people. And so I couldn't disagree any more about all of it. I mean, you could t- I, I, can, I can give you any example you want of when I was cut and how a team would handle it versus how a team you know, didn't handle it. I mean, there's, there's, there's different examples of it, but I just think that's an, an opinion that is solely to him. So, you know, stop speaking down to a fan base that is sitting there right now feeling good about where they're at with Brent Venables, the future of the job that, that Bob Stoops did. It just it doesn't make any sense to me, taking such a hard stance on it. You know, I'll further your point. You use an example of, of an athlete to whom much is given, much is required. We're talking about a coach. And, w- and when you talk about what the level of, of accountability is for the leader of the flock, not a pair, but the leader, when you handle things in a certain manner, it just it, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. It, it, it will be like a pastor changing, you know, changing churches. 
It's like, ah, you know, I got a bigger church. I got a better, better church. I'm going to go over here uh, <laughs> within 24 hours. <laughs> you know, like if you want to hear my, my sermon, come here, transfer to this church, father, you know? son, Holy spirit. See you guys. There you go. <laughs> you, you know, I, I just think that there's something to be said about that because listen, there are so many, there are so many things that, that young people are, are thinking about when they go to a school to play. There are a lot of things that they don't know. There are a lot of things that the parents are thinking about. And there are a lot of things that the parents don't know. And, Sometimes you don't get the opportunity to really sit back and assess things at its face value because there's so many things that you have to entertain for yourself. One of the things that I would immediately think if I went to USC is, will he do it to us? And do I want to go play at a school where can I can I trust that for at least three years if I'm good enough to, to get out of here in three years? But if I'm going to be here for four or five years, are these people going to be here? That made a big, that was big for me in the schools I looked at. When I was coming out of school, you got to think, I looked at Florida State, I looked at Miami, Michigan, and Penn State, right? And Miami, they they weren't they weren't stable. And, and they actually were ended up on going on probation. Florida State, they had Bobby Bowden. I'm going to go there. You know why? Because I believe in who Bobby Bowden says he is. And, and, and I believed in what that represented to me and, and what I wanted to try to accomplish and get done in college. I didn't get recruited as, as hard as I would have liked to from Florida State, or I would have probably went to Florida State. Penn State recruited me like crazy and it's the same exact thing i'm looking at coach paterno and heck i could see his glasses or his you know his uh you know his outline his silhouette and i know that that's joe paterno and i know that that's penn state i think there's something to be said about that when you can place that type of trust into the situation that you believe you're in and what you're going into. And so for that very reason, you got to look at guys that do things in a manner of which there is total what you're saying, Brady. It's just disregard. And, and when you find yourself who someone who is supposed to be so accountable to who you are in so many different ways, not just X's and O's, when they're supposed to be accountable to you for more than that, Right. We, you, you are entrusting your child to these people for the time that you're there. That's how that's stated. And trust your children with us. Right. That's unlike the pros. This is like the first time unless your kid goes to a prep school. This is the first time you're actually allowing your child to be on their own. And you have to entrust them to people that that you trust are going to guide right. them and keep them safe right. and grow them. So there's a there is an expectation that comes with that. So I don't think that it should be diminished or minimized when somebody just leaves, when they just up and go. There is a proper way to go about doing it. Yeah. And and, and by the way, like I used LeBron and how he left with the decision on that the first time. Think of it the second time after and Chris Grant, they, they had won a championship. He came back, got that done for Cleveland. But he also ended up leaving a different way. And it wasn't that sort of reaction. And, and, you, and you could say, well, it's because they won a championship. No. It's because of how he left. He learned from that. He didn't want to make it a big ordeal about it the next time around. Whether it was for charity or not, he learned that lesson from it. And, and obviously, it was the same thing 
with Miami and how he left Miami to come back after winning championships there to come to Cleveland. He had learned his lesson from all of that of how to maneuver, how to do all of that. So how you leave, how it ends matters. And so to sit there and diminish that and say, no, it's just about the fact that it happened. No, Uh, you can do it the right way. If you want to get out of a relationship, you want to leave your job, you want to quit, whatever you want, you can do it the right way, all right? You don't have to, uh, what was it, a, get a cameo at the one time <laughs> of, of the you Island Boys oh, telling yeah. your boss you're going to quit. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not going to help you with your former employer or a future employer, but it does matter how it ends. It does matter how you decide to leave. The effing Island Boys, man. I, I, that is one of the... I, you and Brady and Roberto's love for the Island Boys is one of the most bizarre things to happen I just on this think show. it is quite I, I possibly just, the most ballsy move to be, basically go deuces to your boss <laughs> and send them a cameo the from the Boys. Island Boys. Yeah, uh, with those claw machine haircuts. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a good look. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One final time in 2021. That is true. Yeah. One Last time to time. feel some type of way, Jonas. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> I hear you, man. Right here. Hey. It's my, hey. It's my jam. Hey. I hear it's, you, uh, man. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Oh, hold on, Jonas. Yes, hold on. Yeah, please. This is the last show in 2021, correct? Yeah. You just said it, right? Yep. We just said that. 100%. Oh, Can you I bring us into the show with Harry Carey and, and uh, Collinsworth, please? Please uh, come uh, no, on, man. I, I can't. I it's can't, the last uh, one in the. It's uh, the last one of the year. I can't. I can't be. It's the last one of the year, Jonas. Crowds, crowds weighing in. I can't do both. Okay, I mean, I do, do, do Collinsworth. Bring us in with Collinsworth. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah, yeah. come on. Let's talk about. I mean, it. so let's wait, Levar, do you think his Collinsworth is the best? But, but you know, Harry Carey is the one that gets me. I can't breathe when he does Harry Carey. Yeah, I mean, but Collinsworth, he can probably get through introducing the show with Collinsworth versus Harry Carey. All right, that's a good That's what I'm thinking. I I just don't want to hit your limitations on Harry Carey. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's, uh, you know, Collinsworth. I feel like Collinsworth, you know, is still obviously here, uh, alive, uh, you know, calling games. And so he gets a lot of attention. I feel like Harry Carey sometimes gets lost. You know, people forget. Well, about then the do great Harry Carey. Bring um, us into Harry Carey. We'll, we'll set see. up the show with Harry Carey. I'll, I'll surprise you with it. All right. Well, come on. It's 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 New Year's. Come All on. Right. It's the last. It's the last last hour of 2021. Yeah. These these balls are dropping, man. Yeah. yeah the no. balls are dropping. That, that, come on. I mean, the balls in your face. Sorry. Come I on. love our balls. <laughs> right two on, two out. <laughs> Second inning, tied at two apiece. Deuce is wild here at Wrigley Field. Speaking of wild, did you see LeVar Arrington throw out that first pitch? He missed by three feet. Ball three in the dirt. Arrington spelled backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not too good of a... Ah. 
Ground balls are short. The Cubs are out of the inning. We're brought to you by Budweiser. I'm a Bud man and a Cubs fan. Hi. <laughs> you happy now? That was like a late yes. Christmas gift. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, uh, I'm a Bud man. Oh, oh man. my head is hurt. I, 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 it's too bad people didn't get to actually witness Harry Carey uh, and actually get to watch his uh, the greatness of Harry Carey. He's been, I think, he passed away in '98. Mm. which is crazy. So it's been a well over 20 years. But uh, when we got WGN, when it started going national, oh, man, what a good time. Oh, and that man. guy uh, could drink like no other. So there's that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it's uh, Fox Sports Radio, everybody. Uh, this is a present day 2021, last show of 2021. Uh, and it's uh, one of the stories that, uh, we, you know, we opened up the show talking about Ben Roethlisberger and uh, him alluding to the fact that this could be his last game in Heinz Field. Uh, coming up on Monday, and it feels like that, uh, you know, it's most likely going to be his last couple of games in the NFL, barring anything crazy and a team wants to bring him in or there's an opportunity to start. He says he's still got something left, though, that Ben Roethlisberger. Can can we ask this question? Sure. Why was everyone this past week talking about, like, the end? Like, Russell Wilson even made reference to it. Ben talked about it. Rodgers kind of talked about it. It's like, everyone, it's like, dude, we got two games left. Why, why are we all choosing to talk about it now? Well, it's um, I think it's, you know, for Russell and we do have the Russell Wilson sound because uh, this is interesting. He they asked Bobby Wagner about that because it feels like it's the end of a chapter in Seattle. Just the way this season has gone. Um, you know, they lose last week, uh, you know, t- to the Bears, which should count as two losses. And then, you know, that Bobby Wagner gets asked, you know, is this your last game in Seattle this weekend against Detroit? Um, Russell Wilson also was asked about the Bobby Wagner conversation about his uh, is this his last game uh, in the NFL and here was the Seahawks quarterback I know you guys asked Bobby about could this be your last game and this and that and all that you know I know I know for me personally you know uh, you know I, I hope it's not my last game but you know at the same time I know it won't be my last game in the NFL so there's that so, so they didn't really ask sure. him I mean it sounded like he more he forced he crowbarred it so yeah. it sounded like right? to let people know you know, he's got to let people know, hey, you know, this is... Uh, Since you're asking Bobby, let me answer it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Let me just let me just give you that list of teams again that we uh, had given no, out last a, year. No, that's false, Brady. That never happened. He did, that, that's a you know, well, false story. Did. His yeah. agent did. Yeah. I mean... It's, uh, you know, that he doesn't know anything about that. His agent works right. I, I said it... How long ago did I say the New York Giants? It just makes way too much sense. It's a need for them. They've got the draft capital... He could help make them a legitimate contender right away. It's a big market, which he wants, his wife wants. It's just I, – I said that, I think, to you like six months ago. It's just – it makes way too much sense. And I know that may be bad for Seahawks fans to hear, but I just think there's a desire to get on the East Coast to be in that media market. I really do. do you- what about Denver? I keep, I keep hearing Denver. Yeah. If if Russell Wilson goes to Denver, right? We even heard your guy um, on one of the promos talking about it uh, out of Vegas. Uh, what about RJ Denver? Bell? RJ, yeah, RJ Bell. Uh, I think that's Denver? more of a Rogers Watson destination. I think that's where one of those two would end up if if they move. Which Watson obviously is much more likely than depending on the the you know stuff off the field. But I think that's one of those two landing spots for those guys. Do you think part of uh, Russell Wilson uh, 
getting ahead of this is maybe a little diversionary tactic on the crummy season they've had and kind of, uh, yeah, you know, but this could be it. You know, I mean, yeah, I know we, I know we stunk this year, but this could be it. So enjoy me while you got me, and uh, let's not focus on how bad we've been this season. Maybe, maybe some silver linings, and uh, you know, I'm still here. I'm still the quarterback, and uh, and let's let's not pay attention to the uh, to the the building on fire behind me. Let's just go ahead and focus on how you good can I love. Say what you want about Russell Wilson. The one thing we talked earlier about handling things a certain way, yeah. and being perceived a certain way based off of the way you handle things. Russell Wilson's awareness of how to utilize his words and and how to to bring a feeling with what it is that he says whether you think he's disingenuous or genuous you have to respect the fact that the way he answers doesn't leave if anything you would leave leave the 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 sound bite like man, he's a good dude, and and I kind of want to dislike him for it. Go Hawks! That, Go and, and he got Sierra. I mean, <laughs> his, his charm and his way of handling things led to him. Um, um, and yeah. So the point is, right? I I I think I think when you think about Russell Wilson, he, he handles things in such a way where you you just res, you, you got to respect it. Whether you like it or not, I think you got to respect how he approaches what he does. It's politician. Oh, he, he, he handles everything in the proper manner. Like, he, he's that CEO type. You know, I really think if you look at athletes as their own brand, and he's the CEO of his brand, I don't know that there's many people who don't continue to pump out positivity for what they do. I mean, the one thing I'll say about it, just from being out there with him, every off day, and I don't know if he still does it, but I th- I'm pretty sure he does, he goes to the children's hospital there in Seattle. It's pretty neat, you know, for those kids to be able to have someone who's been there for so long, who's been so successful, who takes time out of his schedule to constantly go see, you know, kids, you know, little boys and girls who are in need. And, and, and that's going to be one thing that if he does leave, like that's always lost in, in, in everything else. Like all we care about is the sports, the impact on that next team and what happens in Seattle. But like there's a bunch of kids out there who won't be getting that weekly visit anymore. And, and that's that's the tough thing, man, when, when you see the impact these players have off the field and, and the way he's managed himself and handled himself off the field, too. So we talked the best to- story. Uh, the best story, just real quick, John, the best story told of people's good doings is when somebody else tells it. And I think that that's super dope that you just said that, Brady, because a lot of times we get so inundated on just talking about what we see on the field or what it applies to and them being there or leaving as a, a franchise guy, whatever. I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead, John. Well, yeah. I was going to say we talked about uh, the Aaron oh, Rodgers. Oh, he's an American underdog. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if you bring up. Yeah, he does charity too. Kurt, Kurt. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 with uh, when the cameras are around for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, it's uh, well, I'm just saying. You know, what, what was like that? Uh, who was it? Rick Riley, who was the uh, former um, Sports Illustrated writer. Uh, he ripped Jay. Cutler in an article because Cutler got pissed off that some people found out that he was donating money to like uh, or, or helping out at the children's hospital or something. And he said, oh, he, he can't even do a good deed without wanting to, uh, you know, uh, crap all over it. And it's like, no, he just didn't want the attention for it. Like he, he didn't want you making it make it a big public story about it. But uh, I digress. So the um, the conversation we had about Aaron Rodgers and it was basically if, if they came to him and said, all right. Mark Murphy's gone. Will you stay? It's more likely 
and our speculation has always been for months that Mark Murphy's really the, the guy Aaron Rodgers has a problem with. Do you think Seattle would ever get to a point this offseason and say, hey, Russ, you know, can go. yeah, exactly. That's I wonder, like, how does he stay? How, how does he stay in Seattle? What do they do to, to get him convinced to want to be a Seahawk moving forward? I, I don't know that there's anything they can do. You've got two really good wide receivers. I mean, you could say improve the offensive line. They've take their they've took their swings at that. It hasn't worked out. I'm not sure there's much of anything they can do at this point. It, it sounds weird to say, but it it kind of just feels like it's time. Like maybe it's just it's time for a change for for everyone involved. Now, I mean, you, you could talk about well, they need to improve the defense because it's not you can't put this this season and the lack of things. On him, I mean, he was playing banged up. He admittedly came back too soon. I think we all witnessed that. He probably came back too soon and wasn't playing as well initially, and then he started to kind of find it again. But, you know, this team doesn't have the pieces that it needs, I think, in order for him, whether it's to win a Super Bowl or even just to be an MVP, which I'm I'm sure he'd like to accomplish. Like, I'm not sure they have enough around him to get this team now, especially in that division, the NFC West, to give him a shot at either of those two things. So I'm not really sure there's anything they can do at this point. Yeah, I do think it's based upon maybe bigger aspirations in terms of off-field. And and that's why I think that it's curious to, to see what's going on, paying attention to uh, the Giants. I, I think that that could be a possible destination. It's interesting because the Jets have been brought up uh, as a potential situation where – you know, they may think about doing something different, even as it applies to having, you know, their top draft pick and Zach Wilson. So I, I just think that he's trying to get to a market where he can he can exercise and execute whatever it is that his agenda has become or has been the plan has become has been as as we mentioned with the soundbite. I mean, he ain't married to, to a nobody. You know, and and that's leverageable, which, by the way, you know, if, if you're going to do it, do it right. And I mean, <laughs> it, just just so we're, we're clear here to do it, do it right. And, and Russell did it and he did it right. And he has the ability to not only leverage his brand, he has the ability to leverage his wife's brand. And, and I think that that's what makes it kind of you almost will have to say you've oversaturated. You've you've hit your saturation point in Seattle if if you're looking at it from how big their brands are and how big they are together, where can you go maximize that? You can maximize it in a Chicago. You can maximize it in, in a New York market. You can maximize it in a Las Vegas market or, or California market. So to me, I think that when we say teams like Denver, um, different markets, you know, that I would say, even though Denver is a larger market than what maybe people give it credit for, I I just think that his reasoning for leaving, the reason why I think it's a foregone conclusion that he will leave is because I think he really is trying to get to a market where he can, you know, possibly like do a morning show. Like he strikes me as the, uh, you know, play with Michael Strahan. Yeah, Yeah, right. He strikes me as a Strahan or a Tiki Barber type that in the right situation, he's going to be doing the morning news before he goes to practice or he's going to be doing shows before he goes into work. And, And that's, you know, that's New York. You know, that's California. So I, I think he's got a CEO balance to him, too, where, like, 
and I know he's got some different businesses that um, have offices on the East Coast. I think that matters too, is like that step after football and, and trying to achieve whatever that may be, whether it's in broadcasting, which I'm sure there'll be some element of it. But I also think there's like a greater aspiration to as like a CEO and, and as a businessman, you know, being able to accomplish that. And I feel like where else do you go besides New York? I mean, I know there's a lot of places, don't get me wrong, but that's like if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, right? It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, yeah, Ew. definitely, uh, definitely some saturation. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. <laughs> 